period. <laughs> Testing. It's just me with the ADD. It's just you with the ADD. It's just you with the ad. You be enthralled in my ADD bullshit with me, though. That be the thing. I do because I can't leave you there by yourself. But it don't matter, though. You be intrigued and interested. That's I do real. because I can't just be like, fuck all of that. Let's get to this. No, you really could, though. But, like, you don't I want can. to. You don't want to. That's the no, real thing. You don't want to. I be wanting to get you back on track. and you like it. You yeah, love it. True. You love this shit. Okay. Damn. Nah. I be wanting to get back on track. You don't. You like it. <laughs> you like the distraction. Okay, so you talking to me like that. <laughs> you, you go dirty and turned uh-uh, on. Right. You're like, you don't. You love it. Dirty and turned Oh, my goodness. I think that's because I was reading this damn book, and I told you the main nigga. Oh, yeah. Uh, had a mouth on him. A girl. Mm-hmm. He was talking to her crazy as hell. They was having sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Oof, I love it. Then that character came to life for my ass. I was like, I see exactly how he looked. And she was just real descriptive in like his body and what he dressed in his physique and shit. Just how he looked and how clean shaven he was and chocolate and bring back hood books, baby. Bring back hood books with all that shit. Hood books fucking matter. Oh, cause it's a long ass test period. Hey, hi. Hey everybody! <laughs> Delicate Diamonds Podcast back with another episode, and hey. this is episode thirty-three. It is Queen P, and it's Auto. What is up? Hope y'all out there staying safe and prosperous as every episode. Thank you. Yeah, trying to yes be as safe as possible and shit. Cause baby, yeah, we still out here though. Yeah, we are here to this bitch and been loving it. Mm-hmm. Now what's gonna happen when we can't go have fun outside? We're gonna just gonna be locked up again. And that's the thing too. I was thinking about that, and like I was kind of having a conversation with my mom about that too, because she was like, "Shit, everything all good now that it's warm. It's warm outside, and shit, you can pretty much do what you want. Yeah, yeah. Celebrate, turn up, do whatever you want to do yeah. outside. But yeah, December, no. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Like back on lockdown or hopefully they had the shit under control by the end but we thought it would be under control by now but you know what niggas don't really give a fuck though shout out to my homegirl we talk i was talking to her too not too long ago and we were just reminiscing on the time when she here wore a yoga outfit and a blue jean jacket in the middle of december in a blizzard niggas don't be giving a fuck <laughs> they don't i'm like bitch where's your clothes it's gonna be hella barbecues outside yeah where's your clothes bitch girl i don't know you know i don't be wearing coats <laughs> like well apparently <laughs> And I get it though. You don't be wanting to wear big ass coat, especially when you yeah. be driving in the car. Yeah, yeah. You don't be wanting to wear big ass stuffy as hell in that seat. You do not want to wear big ass. And then you be like, I'm just getting in the car and trying to heat up. Right. Mm-hmm. And most niggas is driving anyway, so you be like, damn, we don't really be out in the elements too long for it to be like, I need me a big right. ass parka to put on. Yeah, I since I've been driving, I can't remember buying a big ass coat. Yeah, I brought me a couple winter coats or whatever. I buy like one or two. For the winter years, just in case. Because, you know, I'm like, I would take the shuttle. I would drive to the shuttle and then take the shuttle down to, like, work. And I would have a coat for that. So, that part. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, other than that, yeah, no. Just blue jean jackets and bombers, right. period. I guess we gonna see what this winter COVID life is like. Girl, I don't know. Because we seen it. Well, we seen it before. We had a taste of it. But it was just so still real new at that time. 
And shit, it was March by then, though. It was, like, more so rainy than any than cold, cold, you know? Like, I still don't even remember having no big-ass jacket on at that point when this shit first really popped off. No, when the shit first popped off, was it snow outside? It was uh, that light, little, dirty snow. Mm. That light, little, dirty snow, probably, like, it was more so. Yeah, it wasn't that Yeah, it wasn't, like, a big deal. I don't remember just, like... You know, right when the shit popped off is when I lost my job. So, I remember walking to my car that day. I don't think it was no snow outside. Mm. I don't think it was snow outside. Yeah, it wasn't crazy, but yeah, hope y'all doing good. <laughs> yeah, we just got off on that tangent, but it's yeah, but yeah. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Delicate Dominance, and um, to our list new listeners out there. Hey, um, you know, go back and catch up and listen to our stuff and get acquainted with us. Definitely stuff. come back with us for sure. But let's get all off into it really quick. Okay. First off, I've got to find out how was your week. Before we do that, what? let's get the the solid, the solemn part out the way with <clears throat> Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. The Black Panther. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. And I was going to get off into this How? later. It's like they just killed Superman. Yeah, our Black Superman. And I was going to get off into this later, but yeah, we can go ahead and just discuss it now because it really, it really fucks me up when we lose a black person period but especially one of notoriety that is pretty much not the yeah they're they're not the typical they they don't fall into stereotypes yeah you know they were a positive role model Mm -hmm. unproblematic and they don't really fit into the mold of how they perceive black people Mm -hmm. in this country yeah you know so like hearing the chat with Bozeman passed it was just like damn another one and and it it, 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 it it gave me the Kobe feel like yeah, damn yeah and it's it was the symbolism for me like the Black Panther died you know what I'm saying like this was the biggest box office hit since when you know what I'm saying yeah. came out last Black History Month you know what I'm saying that was a big ass deal just for it to be a movie where Black people was actually celebrated and is the superhero and and we wasn't selling drugs or slaves exactly and we was looked at prestigiously and like royalty and you know yeah and just you know just for he's dead now that's crazy and i was not aware that he was sick i mean i remember that they were posting like some pictures of him and he was smaller and people was like making comments but i didn't think nothing of it like i was like well maybe it's a role or some shit like that and i didn't you know it, it didn't register with me that he could have possibly been sick, you know, because I didn't hear anything yeah. about it. Because like, that'd be the first thing that I think of. Because mostly, I would feel as if someone would say that they were sick, but you never know what somebody's going through, and that, and if they want to handle their battles alone, or right, right. you know, in the confidence of just their family and close people knowing, as opposed to just, I'm sick, y'all. Let me tell the world, you know. Yeah, yeah. and he just seemed like a, and he was. What they gonna do now? Because we had so many more black people for him to play. Because they literally got that nigga to play every single black person. Black person that was in a it was a biopic or yeah, he's played Jackie, Jackie Robinson, Robinson, James, James Brown, Brown. Yeah. somebody Thurgood Marshall. He was he yeah, he was Thurgood Marshall. What was that movie? Thurgood. Hmm. I remember seeing that one. I didn't see it. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Yeah. Okay. And I think he was. If there's somebody else that I think we might be missing that he was. Yeah. I do remember him as Jackie Robinson and as James Brown. He was and of good course, as Black James Panther. Brown. And then they, you know, did the 
Oh, Avengers, Endgame, and Avengers: Infinity War, and it, you know he was in that too. So that's kind of what I remember. More shit. I remember him being in Lincoln Heights, shit. but that was like old, old throwback. And something else he was in, like before he yeah. started doing the James Brown and Jackie Raps and all that shit. I think. Yeah, um, it's just crazy, you know. He, that's crazy. And he Sad. just he did a lot of he did a lot of work as far as going to. You know, visit kids with cancer, knowing that he had his own battles that he was going through. Yeah. And shit, and I just really admired that. And it's just like, damn, some people you just don't even think of as being sick or being susceptible to normal human shit. Like, right. they larger than life, you know? You're like, nigga, you just shot a whole superhero movie. Yeah. You know, and you was, you was sick? Yeah, you was just agile as hell, running right. and ripping and running through that whole shit. And just going on like shit was just regular and you was fighting through this whole thing like that just showed the strength in the beauty of a king and the strength of a black man that's just amazing you know and a man that just again don't fit stereotypes unproblematic and just really out here perceiving and putting yeah. himself out there as a real he's a good man king period. yeah, yeah. He's i like a king yeah yeah that, that fucked me up there that and i and you know i kind of take my hiatuses from social media and shit like that so when my homegirl sent it to me. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Look, I didn't even know he was sick. I just go to show yeah. you. We just never know what people are going through, for real. Yeah, I was at my girl house when I found out. She was like, she was doing my hair. Well, she had finished by then. She was like, no, she had took a break, whatever. She like, bitch, Chadwick Boseman dead? I was like, what? Mm-hmm. He's like, he died. I'm like, wow. I didn't even know he was, what they say, 42 or 43? 43, yeah. I didn't even, I I wouldn't even know that he was that old. Which ain't even really old. No, but you know what I mean. I, I, he could, he seemed like 30 something. Right. Early 30s. Yeah, for sure. Crazy. So, definitely want to take a moment of silence for Chadwick Boseman, a real king. Yeah. For real. Yeah. yeah rest in peace real and condolences to his friends and family and shit mm-hmm. like that you know i don't really like the people in the comments or whatever just calling out and putting on blast like michael b jordan and like lapita nyong'o like y'all not gonna say nothing about y'all castmate and this is whatever where's the respect we wait on y'all statement and shit like that like it's not even been a day yet. That's what I'm saying. And the thing about it is that, like, they probably grieving hard as hell, too. Right. So let them grieve in their own time. Right. Yeah. Maybe they don't want to say nothing. Yeah. And the thing is, are you, like, reaching out to their close family and friends and shit like that? Like, offering your condolences to them instead of just worrying about what the other celebrities that he started in roles with? with? Yeah. yeah. Like, what they, I, I, I don't be liking that shit. People will do and say and express their condolences and their sorrow in their own time. Mm-hmm. I just don't like that shit when you try to force somebody to grieve the way you want them to grieve. Yeah. Like, where's the respect? You're not going to say anything? Like, nigga, I'm going to say something in my own time. Why did they say that? Because it's been I saw, I saw, yeah, a couple of comments like that. Like, I'm waiting on uh, Michael B. Jordan and Lupita Nyong'o. And, Why you know, are you his waiting other, for them? His comments. And, Why? In the comments and shit, girl. They don't have to say anything because he died? Why? Girl. Social media just be expecting the it's fucking so world from everybody. It's so insensitive. It just be crazy. It's crazy. Then what? It be crazy the comments and shit that people just let fly off. Just be letting fly off. Knowing that you would not be that brazen in real life. Right. 
just sick. Yeah. So yeah, definitely rest in peace to that man. Yes, that's that shit. Black Panther. That shit Damn. fucked me up. I hope and they it, got Black Panther two already done. I, I'm sorry, I hate to if I sound bold, but because that would be really epic. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit was like history. You know? If it ain't him, I don't want to see it. Yeah. So if they unless don't, unless they get Anthony Mackie, because they kind of remind me of each other. Do you think so? Papa Dot. Uh, oh, because the gap or just. Cause they, ladies, not just the gap. They kind of remind me of each other. Uh, not really. No. Mm mm. No, I don't really see it with them. But yeah, if it ain't him, I don't really. He want was it. a superhero in the movie. Anthony Mackie. He was in like Spider Man. Yeah, or something like that. So yeah, maybe that's it. But yeah, yeah. I was even thinking about like the kids and shit like that. Like the kids, they see a black superhero, and it's kind of like an anomaly for them. It's kind of like. That's not something that we used to seeing. Mm-hmm. So for him to just yeah. die in real life. Yeah, that's just like. That like just, that's what I said. The symbolism is crazy. It's like, nuts. Gosh. Get us somebody else. Not like that. But you know, like, it's devastating. It's just devastating. And when we lose somebody, it's always a big ass deal. Like, and I don't even want to compare the two, but I was thinking about it. I was like, why wasn't Naya Rivera's death more of a thing? More of a bigger trending topic. Who was that? Naya Rivera from Glee. You remember when Naya Rivera died? The one that they found in the uh, river. She was going boating with her son. And her son had came back. And she never came back. And she was missing for like a day or two. And they finally found her body. Exactly. Because it wasn't trending the way this is. So like it was people posting about her dying. Because like people who loved Glee. And had that cult following really made a big deal of her dying, but like a general big deal, like how his death is, or like how Kobe death was, or how Nipsey death was, it wasn't made a big thing. It's, it's just like when we lose somebody as black people, it just go harder and it hit different. She, what was she? She was in Glee. I mean, she was black. No, that's what I'm saying. It's oh. different when one of us pass away. You know what I mean? We go. Hard because like when we lose we feel somebody, like it's like family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we don't have yeah. that many people to represent us. You yeah. know what I mean? As a, as opposed to like the general white population mm-hmm. and movies and shit yeah. like that. You know, so like when she passed away, it was like her name was trending, but it wasn't like how his shit was. It was not Ch- not Takala, not well, not not Chad. First Kobe, not Chad. Mm-hmm. Fuck twenty twenty. Yeah. It was so many trending names that was in correlation to him dying Mm -hmm. it took over twitter Mm -hmm. same thing with kobe you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying and then this brought the kobe feelings back on because like damn another black man of notoriety that we look up to that can be a hero and somebody that we can really relate to is gone now so it's a huge thing with black people when one of us go Mm -hmm. especially someone like him a positive black role model that your kids can really look up to mm-hmm. on screen and off screen right. being a wonderful person and just the things that they do and they say and how they carry themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it just was crazy. Like he, his name took over Twitter. Like Twitter had posted a post or whatever saying that his, and it's going to sound real weird, but when they announced his death is now the most liked tweet in history in like all time. Mm. Which is like, damn, it's light, but... Right. And, and I know yeah. they don't like the death, but it's like, damn, for letting us know, mm-hmm. it, it was most it was most liked. It's mm-hmm. the most liked tweet in history for Twitter mm-hmm. now. But it's just go to show, black people, even though we're not the highest percentage as far as the population in this country, 
we have a voice and we have an impact. are going to definitely make an impact on this world and be known and show that we go hard for ours, you know? So man, it was it was just it was just nuts. Shit yeah. like that really fucked me up and it just really showed like damn one twenty twenty just not playing with us okay. for real. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, all right, we we at the end of the August now. Like, what, can it, we just get out of this? It's the thirtieth right now when we recording this. Can September we, coming. September, you coming here? Don't touch shit. Can we Sit your ass the fuck down, September, and don't take us through no more bullshit. Yeah, can we just get through this for real? Come on, September, because 2020 like, did take us through there. Yeah, so the, uh, 2020 been on that fuck shit, and for real, took us down through there. And I can't even say that there weren't some highlights in the year because there were. Yeah. But in general, uh, the full 2020 just been uh, a lot of love. Yeah, mm. it's, it's been crazy. Mm. It's just like, damn, what the fuck? Like, what else? Like, mm-hmm. and, I, and I don't even want to think like that. But mm-hmm. Jesus. Okay. Well. Yeah, I was gonna say. Let's lighten it up a little bit, but not even at all. <laughs> um, this Black Lives Matter, not even Black Lives Matter. This them killing niggas is getting out of hand. It's getting nuts. It's getting out of hand. And this particular person didn't even pass away, but I, I'm just. Uh, and that'd be another reason why I have to take hiatuses from social media because... You don't want to stumble across that footage. Oh, my God. I couldn't watch it. I don't want to watch it. I could not That's watch it. That's why I I guess I'll never have the full, true, whole story because I'm not going to watch that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that just to say that I know what happened. I don't want to see it. I don't. I and don't. I think at this point, I'm just so emotionally and mentally spent that if I do watch it, it's just going to have me feeling down and low and depressed for a long amount of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's already depressing enough to know that it's going on. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's already just... Every day is... It's just something else. It's something new. It's like back like the whatever 60s or when they was lynching niggas. Instead they not lynching them, they just shooting They just shooting them right out. Head. So yeah. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, you know, we're talking about the situation in Wisconsin. Of course they lighten that bitch up. In regards to Jacob Blake. And I, mm, so the situation is that he was attempting to break up a fight. Mm-hmm. Altercation that was happening or whatever. The police were called. I don't really know the specific details. Mm, me neither. But, you know, the police were called or whatever. And somehow, some fucking way, he ended up being shot seven times in the back. In the back. How and why in the fuck? Because if he's the person that's trying to keep the peace, I'm trying to figure out what would be the what did he do? What, what what did he do to warrant being shot seven times in the back and not dying but being paralyzed? They're they're saying that he's paralyzed mm-hmm. now. But I'm I'm glad that he's alive. Like I want to see what they're gonna say now that he's alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I pray for him and his family because for sure. you know. His life is, you know, he's alive. Thank God. I, I am just, because you never hear. They never live. They always shoot them dead. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. 
it's, it's just getting crazy. And then, you know, they have some militia there to keep the order because I I encourage y'all to I did this um briefly just for a second just to see um watch what the the right you know what i'm saying you know the super leftist people that's supposed to be the super democrats right watch what the right the right news station not cnn and msnbc but fox watch that you know what i'm saying what they showing them yeah you know they focus on the looting and the carnage they right. you know what i'm saying the the person actually i when i was watching it this shit, I didn't see really nothing about nobody getting killed. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They didn't say nothing about nobody getting killed. They was talking about the looting and they, they showed the cars on fire and the ash, the cars that was all, all the cars lined up burnt to ash and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They not really talking about the actual death. They like, basically, look what these motherfuckers is doing. They animals. You know what I'm saying? They're not really specifying and going into why this is happening. Right. Yeah. They just saying, look what they look what they doing. You see, you see what this shit is. This Black Lives Matter shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, I don't know. Something got to break through to that side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's too many people for them to be thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And. <clears throat> If the shit that you watch on TV all day, that's why I don't watch the fucking news. No I hell no. Nah. My mama watch CNN, MSNBC. She watch Same. Shit my mom all too. Day. My mom too. Yep. I don't watch that shit like that no. because it's like I just don't want to see that shit all day. They talk about the same things. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm good. But you know, if as an older person, like older people do, they just watch that shit all day. You know what I'm saying? They paint the narrative for you. Right. They just telling you what they want you to think, you know? Yeah. And it's it's crazy because it's like you don't even know if they think that the shit is wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the thing too, they'll talk about it in a way and sentence it and present it in a way to make you kinda second guess your beliefs. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't like either. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna be the news and the media and present your stories and the things that you're covering to the world, I would hope that you're not biased. I would hope that you're not on just one side. I would hope that you're looking at it from both ways and understanding where both sides is coming from. Yeah. We would hope. But that's not no. the case. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. yeah. Just, oh, so weird. And then at the same time, well not at the same time, a little bit later, um, a Caucasian man shoots Many, not many, but he shoots some people and kills two of them. And the police fly right past him. <laughs> they drive right past him. Crazy. Like, why y'all so scared of us? Y'all scared of us because of what y'all heard, because of what y'all think our history is, because we tired, we mad, we fed up, we sick of y'all shooting us down and killing us like we ain't shit. Y'all think we aggressive. Why are y'all so fucking scared? Why are y'all so scared? Y'all got a narrative of us. Y'all falling for stereotypes. What is it for real, for real? Shit, I don't... And then, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to get off of it because I don't want to even go that far into it. But I don't 
shit, I don't feel like they scared. They they the aggressor, it seemed like to me. Mm. They don't seem scared. <laughs> they don't seem scared. <laughs> shit. The fuck? So you're thinking they they just want to see us diminish as far as the population. Yeah, they don't seem scared. They don't seem scared. <laughs> I don't you know what I'm saying? If you scared, you kind of cower and you you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, you're a coward, but if you think you have the power and the resources to overtake the entity that you're scared of, you may do certain things to try to, you know, eliminate that particular species or race or whatever that you're scared of. So, yeah, you can still be scared, but if you think you got the resources, that can give you some sort of weird-ass courage to eliminate them because if you didn't have the resources yeah you would be scared as fuck you scared of a black man you scared of educated black man you scared of a thugged out black man you scared period of our race our being and just who we are like not physically scared mentally scared more so than anything that's what i'm saying it's it's portrayed as they're physically scary no that's not what it is you scared of what we can be you scared of what we are Mm -hmm. our influence our power when we band together y'all really scared of all of that so y'all want to keep us in this box and y'all want to keep us ignorant and unbeknownst to what's really going on and y'all real plans as far as this country and moving forward and what the future gonna hold you know yeah and i'm not even really a big political person and things like that but it's just certain shit that i observe it's just like yeah it's an intimidation there you know mm-hmm. so it's just It's getting nuts. It's getting. It's been nuts, so. but it's getting nuts, sir. Like it's just. What we doing? You know. Yeah. What we doing? Uh, I just and I just want to just make it. You know, if I get to the point to where I'm raising a black man, just avoid the fucking police. Period. If you can, if you can, just avoid the fucking police. Period, because they not for us, obviously. And if you the less contact and dealings that you have to do with them period the better for real girl i was uh driving in the infamous oak park today riding down coolidge and i wasn't doing nothing i didn't have my seatbelt on you know what i'm saying but i didn't do nothing wrong the the dude followed me from like before past nine mile to eight mile just follow right behind me it's oak park police oak park police just follow right behind me for like a whole over a mile and a half and at first i was like i'm like i ain't got my seatbelt on that's the only thing i'm like but i was drinking last night you know what i'm saying i'm like so i might smell like alcohol and i'm like but i should be straight you know what i'm saying yeah i got some um, tails in a car, but that should be straight because weed is legal. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, this is a recipe for disaster. You know what I'm saying? Right. I uh, I got shook. You know what I'm saying? Not that I thought I would be, you know what I'm saying, shot or anything. But I'm just like, why are y'all getting behind me and following? He followed me for like two miles. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That didn't didn't stop you. No, but just followed you. Okay. He he literally followed me to keep till he could not follow me until I was driving into Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Waiting on me to do something. Mm. You know? I bet you out of my jurisdiction now. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I, and then I'm like, fuck. I wanted to get in the other lane. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, no, I'm just going to keep driving the way that I am. You know what I'm saying? But Oak Park and Coolidge is infamous for that shit. You mm. know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I don't be over there like that. I don't. I never. I I never really be over there, but I, I'm I'm straight. I'm legal, so I was over there. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm like, if they wanted to, you know what I'm saying, stick me with some shit, they could. Because Oak Park going to stick you with whatever they can find. Yeah. You know? Crazy. It's crazy to feel that way about someone that's supposed to be stationed to serve and protect. Protect and shit. Like, the fuck? It's just bullshit. It is. But let's, please, let's. Can we talk about how our weeks was then? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. What, what, how was your no, week? No, I'm like, no, how was your week, Diane? How was your week? <laughs> <laughs> no, how was your week? How was your week? How was your week? <laughs> right. My week was, it was pretty good. Um, what did I do? I, um, I hung out at a, what was the name of the park? Was I called Dooweeki or some shit like that? Dooweeki. Dooweeki. Dooweeki Park. Park on the east side or whatever. Of course. Yeah, it was a little, my friend had a little, uh, a, not a little, a big family gathering or whatever. Okay. And it was cool. You know, it was real cool. You know, I I love the east side. You know I don't mean? know. Yeah. It's, it's nice over there. It's nice over there. I'm from there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I do feel like east siders are more friendly than west siders. Really? Yeah. They more, they more like down to earth. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I do feel like that. Okay. But, um... Yeah, it was just over there and kicking it, and it was cool. Nice time. This is it. That's good. That's good. Glad you had a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. That was the. I think that was the highlight of my week. Okay. Yeah. Come on, week highlight. The yeah. weekend's highlight. The week's end highlight. What about you? How was your week? It was actually pretty good. Um, I went to go see my pops or whatever. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> So, yeah, most people that know me know that I don't have the closest relationship with my father, but um, it was a situation. He ended up in the hospital and everything, and I went up there to go see him. And when I went up there, he was actually on his way to be discharged. You know, he was having, like, some breathing issues or whatever. But, um, you know, when he ended up being discharged or whatever, you know, we went back to his spot or whatever and just kicked it. You know, I went back there with him and... We just talked and looked at old pictures, and it was real nice, and I liked the experience of just being around him, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't been around him really for a long period of time, like, since I was, like, a kid kid, like a baby, you know? Like, he's not really active in my life, but being around him and looking at old pictures of, like, my family and things like that, it really put me in a good space, and it gave me, you know, yeah. clarity and more information about like my family because you know I don't have like any grandparents left so mm-hmm. hearing stories about them and you know talking about them and seeing old pictures of them really put me in a nice peaceful space and it gave me just a lot of warmth that I feel like I may have been missing and it was nice to see that like my mama and my grandma my great-grandma fine as hell <laughs> Daddy handsome as hell. Just okay. all these throwback old yeah. pictures. I'm talking about melanin popping, skin beautiful. I'm like, wow, you know, seeing like your heritage and where you come from, it really does something to you. Even if it's just in a picture. Yeah. So hearing those old stories and just us kicking it and talking about my grandma really made me feel like, okay, I got a connection here and I I am closer to where I come from, you know? Cause like losing my grandparents relatively young, and I was telling you that earlier. Like seeing people who 
grown as hell in their late 20s and 30s and shit who still got their grandparents around. I really kind of envy that because I have no grandparents left on either side of the family. And it kind of fucks with me sometimes. Like, damn, you know, I really be wanting that older wisdom and to hear those mm-hmm. older stories. Yeah. And I really feel like I be missing that. And that's why I don't like when people shit on their grandparents or neglect visiting or seeing or being around their grandparents or take their grandparents for granted. Mm-hmm. Because I would love, 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 love to have any of my grandparents around. Yeah. Let alone grandparents on both sides of the family, which right. some people have still grown as hell older than me, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, it was it was nice. That's so good. You you already know how I feel about that. So yeah, I know you that. you want us, me and my pops, to have a relationship. And you know, we missed a lot of time together. And I was telling him that too. Like, I feel disconnected with my family because you know I missed a lot of time with you, and uh, you know I don't have a lot of the people around that I would look to for certain things. So chilling and kicking it with him I felt like I gained a piece of that back you know even if just for those few hours and but don't just go do that go do that often yeah go see him often yeah you know what I'm saying if not if you can't do it once a week at least try to do it once a month you know what I'm saying yeah do that often you know what I'm saying yeah you, you never know what's gonna happen you know if you can get it you can get stuff back go ahead and get it back while you can yeah you know and i told you when i went to go see him in the hospital i was just scared that he was gonna look all meek and sick and everything mm-hmm. and even though he was just in the hospital for like stomach problems and like breathing issues and things like yeah. that i was just scared it's like oh my god what is he gonna look like whatever but he was up and sprightly and <laughs> dressed in blue jeans and a t-shirt and like, shit i'm ready to go right. i'm about to get discharged what, to for real. He like, i'm ready to go i'm like oh mm-hmm. hey you you up and at him yeah <laughs> and it would i really not that I'm, you know what I'm saying, of course I don't want anything to happen, you know, to your dad, but it really, you know what I'm saying, kind of made me feel warm inside how concerned you were when you found out that, you know what I'm saying, that he was in the hospital, you know? Yeah. He was genu- genuinely concerned as, you know what I'm saying, different from before when it was kind of like, uh, but, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. And me and my brother have certain emotions about him not being there for us Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna say that those emotions have fully Mm -hmm. left us right and that resentment has fully left us because it hasn't Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie and say that it has it's not left and we still think about the years and time that you missed Mm -hmm. events milestones and shit that you missed Mm -hmm. because really you decided to not be there Because I don't feel as if just because you and the mom don't work out that you should not have a relationship with the children. I'll never feel like that. I'll never respect that. And I'll never feel as if that's justified. So that part of me is still there. But I'm not going to deny a relationship with him if he's open to having one. Right. And I'm definitely for it, you know, if he's with it. And he seemingly was. You know, he had even got a little bit emotional. You know, as far as, you know, when he had called me and reached out to me a couple of days beforehand, I didn't answer, you know, because I was out and about and shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was concerned about me. And it was just weird because it was like I'm not used to him showing concern for me because right. we are not. He wasn't there, you know. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, OK. You know. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it's tapping into, into something in me that's like people 
can really be concerned about you. Yeah. You know, you're not in this thing and in this world alone, like yeah. how I normally feel. Right. And like, I got to do everything myself, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice feeling. That's a nice feeling. Yeah, and it was you know, cool. You can't get all those years back, but you can have something now that you did Moving have. forward. Yeah, you definitely. Know? Yeah, and I don't plan on trying to recoup or you know try to make up for low uh, old times or lost times or anything like that i'm really just taking it for moving forward what we can build and develop now you know and that's all it is but it was cool the old pictures really fucked me up okay i just i'm sick no it was crazy looking at them because y'all look just alike crazy crazy. it's crazy because you know i (laughs) think i I've seen your dad maybe once. You know what I'm saying? I think once or twice, and it was like in the car. I didn't really. I feel like I didn't. Well, no, he can't came out. He came over to the other house that we lived at together. Yeah, but I probably didn't look him in the face like. No, I you came out and met him. I know, but it, it, it was so long ago. Yeah, even it was only that one time, right? Yeah. My mama said I did not tell her about that. Really? Yeah. Really? She, yeah. She was like, "You never tell me." Told me he came to the old house over there when y'all when when y'all you all lived together. I was like, "What?" I was like, I wasn't trying to keep it a secret. I'm pretty sure I told you. You may have just forgot. I'm yeah. pretty sure I told you. I, that. Yeah, I don't remember being. She a don't. Secret. She don't remember that. She's like, I didn't know he came over there. Because you like, tell her everything. Exactly. Yeah. Weird. I, no. And the way she said it was so funny. She's like, Oh, I didn't know that happened. Like I was on some yeah, bullshit. Right. Like I was on big bullshit. Right. Like, she's like, Oh, you never told me that. I didn't know that happened. I'm like, mm-hmm. What? Because <laughs> he came over in the van, right? Yeah. I remember that. So, it was a man in a van. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah, that was the highlight of my week. I really That's enjoyed. That's a pretty good highlight. Yeah, I enjoyed our time. That's a pretty good highlight. And I did. It's kind of that's kind of weird because, you know, while you had a moment with your dad, I really had a moment about my dad this week. You know? Yeah. So that's just kind of you know. I told you. I told you. Me and you linked. We locked yeah. in. Yeah. It is. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I told you all my dreams have you in them. Uh, you, you always a co-star in them dreams, that's girl. That's so weird. No homo. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know it sounds good. All the homo. It's okay. All the homo. I know it sounds super gay, but I don't care right. because we locked in. It don't even matter. <laughs> it don't even matter. So. What we getting into today, although? We're talking about some crazy shit today. <laughs> we are talking about things that we've learned from our exes. Wow. Some things we grateful for. A lot of things we grateful for. Shit. I'm at this point now to where I look at even the negative shit like it's a lesson there. It's something there that just let me know. I do think that automatically. I'm like, okay, now what's the good thing out of this? Yeah, the good or the bad shit, it's a lesson there, period. Mm -hmm. Why are we thankful for our exes? Come on. Let's talk about it. Why are you thankful for one of your exes? A reason I'm thankful. One or what did you I'm learn thankful? from your ex? We okay. can kind of position right. it like that. Okay. Um. One of my exes told me that I was easy to please. And I know I said this on here before. Yeah. He said I was easy to please. And I was like... But at the same time, the nigga said that I was difficult too. You know what I'm saying? But... Mm told me I was easy to please and I was like you know what you right mm. and that's not gonna happen again you know what I'm saying yeah cause I didn't even like the way that sounded you know yeah so 
Because you don't want to just feel like the type of bitch that's be like, oh, throw that bitch a burger and fries and she good to go. Exactly. Right. She happy. She exactly. satisfied for the week. Exactly. Like, nah. So. You got to work harder for this pussy. Yeah. So I took that as a real insult, especially right. to a person that, you know what I'm saying, I was in actual relationship with. But I just took it and I, I was like, all right, cool. Thank you for telling me that. And I'm going to be harder to please from now on. Exactly. Thank yeah. you for telling me. I get it. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I like that. I don't. I mean, I do because... No, I like hearing shit that you learn about yourself along the way. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, something that you may have not realized about yourself in a way that you may be coming off. Right. As far as your perception of other people. Right. Yeah. And that really brings me into... Something that my ex taught me. Mm -hmm. Perception versus reality. Mm -hmm. So, I had a weird situation. Not a weird situation. Niggas do shit that's weird and questionable all the time. Living double lives and shit like that. But one of the things that I learned from my ex was really perception versus reality. And when I say that, I'm just kind of saying... We together, we lovey-dovey and shit like that. And it just feel as if me and him are the only ones involved. Mm-hmm. But then to find out that it's more kids involved than what I thought. It's a baby mama slash ex-wife that I didn't know about until his mama's funeral. When I saw her name in the parentheses mm-hmm. of the kid's name as if they were still married. And I had to find out if they were really divorced or not. Or if they were still married in the midst of us going together. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh huh. It's really perception versus reality. You know, when you get with a person and you in those first few months, it's just all cutesy mm-hmm. and uh, and you know whatever like that. And yeah. you know, and I had knew that you know he had a kid or whatever like that, and then found out later on that he had two kids. But <laughs> when I sit there and think about that shit, that taught me to really check the layers and learn the layers and peel that onion away. Mm-hmm. Not just sit up there and take a relationship. It's oh, it's me and you. We like to hang out and have fun and have long talks, watch Gossip Girl, um, go on dates, have sex, you know, do little freaky shit. No, it's a relationship and it's a hundred times more involved than that. Mm-hmm. And I was dealing with him, I was relatively young, you know what I mean? So that taught me that the layers and the baggage and the things that come with a relationship and things that you decide to deal with. They're going to come full force. They're going to come at you whether you choose to deal with them or not. Mm. And that was like a big thing for me. Like once I realized he had all this other shit going on and I had to verify if he was still married or not. We, it was a whole big thing. Like, like, oh shit, uh, other shit exists outside of our little bubble. Exactly. Yeah. And I didn't really grasp the concept of that. Like I was to the point to where after that funeral, I was so convinced that he was still married. I made him drive down to the coming a young building and make him show me the divorce decree wow like i need to see i need to make sure that i'm not dealing with a married ass man because like now i don't know mm-hmm. but it turns out he really was divorced and it was just you know his sisters and shit like that being messy as fuck mm-hmm. and did the obituary like that mm-hmm. and put the baby mama who wasn't even his wife anymore at the time of his mom's passing mm-hmm. and put his her name in the parentheses mm-hmm. and they weren't even married anymore mm-hmm. so it's just them hoes being messy so perception versus reality, you knowing what you got going on versus what you think you got going on. So finding out all of that shit and 
dealing with it and feeling like, damn, am I being played? Is he lying to me? Is he telling the truth? And having to really dig and do the research and the legwork to find out the truth. He really taught me that. Mm-hmm. To really just inquire and ask questions and find out what a nigga backstory is before we even get to that lovey-dovey ass part of us being in relationship bliss. You know? Mm-hmm. I like that one. Because you do be in that euphoric ass state. Yeah. Where, it's just us. Mm-hmm. And, then you, and then once you have to actually deal with other shit, it be like, uh-uh, this? Well, you got this one out? Girl. Yeah. And then and then I kind of was looking at the sister sideways. Like, oh, bitch, you trying to be funny, bitch? Right. Knowing mm-hmm. that they ain't married. And you know how they put this person, this person, and they put the wife's or the husband name in parentheses. Yeah. Bitch, I've been in... And I'm not even... You know what I'm saying? I had been in, to enough funerals and seen enough obituaries to know what that is. You know right. what I'm saying? yeah. So it fucked me up. It was like, y'all motherfuckers still married? And that was a whole big thing. But we man, had to go down there and get that shit, and I had to see it for myself. But maybe these days, ain't nobody married these days, so they just don't right. anybody in, in the parentheses, you know? But if y'all hadn't been together, and that's what it turned out to be, they hadn't been together for a while, but I guess they still had a connection with to the, the family. ex-wife. Okay, so they wanted yeah. to include her in there somehow. Somehow, some way. I can't. Which is fine, but it's like, you don't really highlight the baby mama if y'all ain't together that hard if this is not her family you know? yeah yeah at the end right. of the day if y'all not married no more y'all separated y'all not dealing with each other anymore it's kind of like you're the baby mama mm-hmm. at the end of the day yeah so you don't really honestly need to be there right and it's been years right so yeah so that was weird for me yeah. but <laughs> boo you <laughs> yeah so Another thing that my ex taught me is that you have to train a nigga how to Ooh. fuck with you. Woo! You gotta let, you have to set the tone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And set the mood for what this is about to be. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And train like a, like a pet. Sorry. Ooh, Sorry. My motherfucking pet. <laughs> You got to train a nigga how to fuck with you. Like, this is what I require. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is how you have to handle me. You know what I'm saying? You got to put and make it firm. This firm line right here cannot be crossed. You know right. what I'm saying? This is what I require to be fucked with. Hmm. And, um, I mean, that was just, I understand that now. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't let... The nigga set the set the tone. You know what I'm saying? You do that. You know? Right. You lay the groundwork for what is about to be and let him build off of that. Yeah. I feel you. And I like that too. Only because when you enter into relationships, especially when you're relatively young, you don't really know exactly what you want, what you require, what's mm-hmm. gonna make you happy, what's gonna make you and I'll be like, Okay, I can do this. You know, you learning that shit as you go. Everything mm-hmm. is kind of like, bitch, we winging it. Right. In life, in relationships, just period. We winging it. Mm-hmm. And you don't really know that shit until you know that shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the fact that you said that, I can definitely relate to that. Because I'll be the first to admit that even right now to this day, at this grown-ass stage that I'm at, I'm not 100% sure as far as what I want relationship-wise 
Because some shit I would, that I may have not put up with previously, I may put up with now. You know? So that make me feel like, damn, you know, do I not know what I want? Or is it just my requirements are changing? Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Your body just required you like is I think it, this this is the your bare minimum just moved up, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you older you require more shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you have to at least meet me here. And then some shit that is just like, okay, maybe before I would have not put up with the shit when I may be a little bit more understanding now. Possibly. Mm-hmm. So but definitely as far as you being the type of person that have your shit together and able to, you know, sustain a life to where you could survive yeah. and you're not relying on me for X, Y, and Z type shit. Just bare necessities, bare essentials as an adult. That type of shit, yeah. But, you know, as far as, like, little shit, bad habits and shit like that, you know, I'm, I could get past that as opposed to maybe before I was just like, yeah, nope, not dealing with that shit either. Fuck you, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Um, next thing that I learned from my ex is, and this is a weird one for me because I just, <laughs> I just found this one out just recently. Okay. Because I just met back up with it. I don't say met back up like that, but Ooh. we kind of, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at your messy ass. Look at your messy ass. We connected back because of a mutual friend. They ended up being friends with my friend's baby father. So I ended up seeing him again Mm -hmm. years and years later. Mm -hmm. But the next thing that I learned from my ex, and he actually taught me recently, was that your lasting impression is greater than you'll ever know. Mm. When me and this particular ex were dealing with each other and we stopped dealing with each other... It just kind of ended, you know? And I left it as, we grew apart, we ended. And we were young as hell. You know, we were in high school. It was Mm -hmm. like, you know, we dated for like a few years, and it was just that. But it was just always a thing to where I would see him randomly on the street, or I would see him, you know, out different places or whatever, but it never developed into nothing else. But then when I seen him recently, like recent, recent, he told me all of these things that I didn't know. He told me that the mark and the impression that I left on him made him feel as if I was the one that got away. Mm. And that he admitted that he still loved me and that he knew that he fucked up. Mm. So basically, he was a young nigga, whatever like that. He was in high school. He was in the street shit. And he admitted that's what he wanted to do, be in the street shit. Mm. And he said that's why... He started to be the way that he was and act the way that he act, which, of course, in turn pushed me away. Mm. But when I was thinking about it, as far as a young, you know, like kid and shit, I'm thinking like, oh, he just don't want to fuck with me no more. He just don't know how to say it. Mm. But, mm-hmm. and you know, when we met back up, he told me he's like, it was never that. Like, I would have loved to even still be with you to this day. But I was a street nigga and I wanted to be with the streets in the streets and shit like that. And I still loved you. And I feel like if we'd have stayed together, we'd still be together right now. And I feel like my life would be totally different. Mm. And it was just like, well, damn, you know, I didn't know that I made the impression on you that I did. I just thought that it was a cute little high school fling and shit. And 
it ended when it ended and it was over. Right. But the fact that he said that his family still acts about me, he mm. still think about me. And it's crazy because he one of the people that I was thinking about too earlier that still got his grandparents in his life. Mm-hmm. His grandparents are still alive. Mm. And even me meeting her then, she was older as hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's like a blessing, even though his particular story is fucked up because, you know, he's locked up right now. Mm-hmm. But he told me and he said that shit in front of pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we was having a conversation on some... He locked up right now? Yeah. Aww. Yeah, he in jail for some wild shit, but yeah, and that happened like maybe like a month or two after you know we had met back up and shit. He had just did some crazy shit and got into some trouble. But your lasting impression is greater than what you ever know, you know. Mm-hmm. And that really kind of taught me that, like, damn, you know, I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, well, it's just a nigga that you know we grew apart, we this, we that. It was a little high school love or whatever, and it was just was over, but. To hear that somebody still thought about you all this time and was excited to see you and told you all the shit that they feel and that they felt and still feel to this day, it's like, damn, that lasting impression that you had is greater than what you will ever know. Right. Because I had no idea mm-hmm. until he said that and said it in front of everybody. It wasn't no, no, I'm going to act this way in front of the group, then I'm going to tell you how I really feel just to you. No, he said this in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, it just kind of fucked me up, you know? Yeah. I was just like, wow. That's okay. It was. It was awkward as hell for me because I wasn't expecting for him to just bear all like that in front of everybody, but. And he I did. feel like he was an integral part of your childhood. Definitely, for sure. Because we went through a lot of shit he together. Was, he was the. He was the. Uh, the. What was that nigga name? He was the midnight. To your motherfucking uh, what's that bitch name? To your winter. Oh girl, he girl, was. You he know. was the what was Victor to your Tracy. I ain't gonna say that bitch, but <laughs> we we had we had a thing I, I going think I'd on. Say that. I, I would say that from the outside looking at, it, I would say that. Yeah. You know. So who was it then? But him, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I could kind of. I guess I could see why you said it, but I guess me living in it and me looking at their situation. Who was it? Oh, okay. With, with her and yeah, I, mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't really feel like they're the exact same, but mm-hmm. not the exact same. Yeah, but but similarities, I guess. Yeah, but just hearing that just made me be like, damn, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So a little bit of closure was there or whatever, but that's good. Yeah. Closure shit. That would have been an opener. <laughs> no, we 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 couldn't be shit right now, cause mm. baby, cause he. What you got? You in jail? What a baby on the way. Ooh, yeah. And a couple other kids mm. sprawled around. Yeah. But oh. yeah, hearing that him say that his life would have been different if I was there or with him is just like, damn. And you really feel that way, like. Right. Right. Did that make you feel bad a little bit? Fuck, I should have been there for you. Not really, only because the decision of him to be a street nigga was on him. Right. It wasn't like I wasn't willing to be there at the time I was. Right. It was just, you, like you said, you wanted to be a street nigga and be in the streets. And he started going into all this old shit, these old memories and shit like that from like when we was in high school. It was just like, oh, don't bring that up, you know, yeah. but it was cool. It was good to see him and, you know, good to see that he was... At that time, doing well, but you know, as far as like now, 
with the situation that he got going on. It's yeah, it's a little different, but yeah. What about you? What's the next thing that your ex taught you, or why are you thankful for your ex? Okay, my ex taught me don't let shit slide. Hmm. And I told him that I put that shit behind us, but I lied. Uh-huh. Don't let shit slide. Like, no, I feel like don't let shit slide. Everything has to be a spectacle. Everything gonna be a spectacle. Everything must be made a spectacle of. You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing can be just. You can't let shit slide with these mm. motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Even with a, you know what I'm saying? You, you got to compare it to a child, and it's that's not a that's not a um a dig at niggas. You know what I'm saying? Comparing it to a child because I compare it to a child because I feel like a child has the most basic um reactions to human nature. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they're not trained by the world yet on how to act so they have the yeah. most instinctive reactions to shit you know what i'm saying yeah so if you let some shit slide or you let it go or you act like it's okay like i don't feel like addressing this right now yeah they're gonna think that that's okay and they will proceed to run amok mm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying you you can't you can't just you can't let shit slide you know what i'm saying because if you if you just it's like as a kid or something once you take something or once you take a cookie out the cookie jar you know what I'm saying you get away with that shit you're gonna be back for it cause you got away with it you know what mm. I'm saying if you actually get caught and get your ass beat or you know what I'm saying something with said cookie you'll think twice about you know doing it again you might still go and do it but you'll think twice about it you're not gonna be like well, shit well shit that shit I got off smooth with that shit the first time. I'm going to just go do it again like I did the first time. Right. So We ain't let shit slide as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay. For real. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, I know it sounds fucked up, but everything got to be a fucking spectacle. Mm. Like, don't let nothing go because as soon as you let it go, then it's open season. Like, oh, that's that went... That went, you know what I'm saying? That's like like you playing spades and shit. You know what I'm saying? You dropped that first spade. Oh, shit, that bitch walked. I'm about to try that shit again. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, don't let shit slide. Slide, as far as I'm concerned. Mmm. Woo! Yeah, I like that one. I do like that one because sometimes you give a nigga an inch and they want to take a marathon. Not sometimes. All of the time. It might be depending on the nigga that you're dealing with too, though. I mean, I don't know. But most of the time, yeah, that is the mm-hmm. case. Because niggas do be trying to test their temperature and see what the fuck. They can get away with Yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm writing that down too. Spectacle on these niggas. <laughs> Period. But yeah. Let's go. Next thing that my ex taught me was to watch out for signs for a double life. Baby. Damn. Watch Ooh. out for signs for a double life. And when I say a double life, that's I mean a thick. nigga that's thick. Oh, yeah, it is. It got thick as fuck. Mm. It got thick as fuck when I got a bitch knocking on my door. Hey, how you doing? I'm nine months pregnant with your nigga's baby. Mm. It gets thick as fuck when that becomes the terms. Mm. When that's the situation, it's real thick. So... I was in a situation to where I had a couple of things going on. I'm not even going to sit there and say that I didn't have any baggage. 
coming into that relationship. But to have signs of a nigga that's still dealing with his baby's mother. And then to see those signs come to fruition with the bitch, like I said, knocking at my door. Mm. Signs of a double life. Mm. To find out that you still fucking with me and fucking with her. And then this bitch is nine months pregnant when you thought that she was going to abort the baby, but she didn't. Mm. At a certain point, you got to know that she's past the point of an abortion. Mm. So let me know what the fuck is going on. Right. You're not going to sit up and tell me this bitch is due to pop any day now. And she shows up in my house. First of all, how did she get my address? Right. <laughs> and then says, yeah, we still been fucking around and you still been fucking with me. And I'm mm-hmm. questioning how the fuck is your baby mama who's pregnant with your child not inquiring on where the fuck you at most nights? Because if you're spending your time with me and you're, and you're still together with her and you're not accounted for because you were spending pretty much 90% of your time with me day and night. Right. How is that not an issue? What are you telling her? So... Watch out for signs for a double life. And mm. when I think about it, little shit was there as far as him still fucking with her and having other shit going on. But for it to be in your face and to come at you on a time and day. Because like when the shit happened, I remember we were out like going about to go on a date and shit like that. It might have been like Sweetest Day or something like mm-hmm. that. And it had this bitch knock on my door, big ass belly and shit like that. Like, yeah, we still fuck around. Yeah, watch out for signs for a double life. Mm. And not only we still fucking around, we still in a full-blown-ass relationship. Mm. Like, I'm not just the baby mama. I'm the current girlfriend. Like, bitch, how you the current girlfriend when I'm the current girlfriend? Right. You see where you just pulled up to, right? I'm here and I answered the door. What's up? <laughs> I exist. How you doing? What's going on? What's up? You see me in here. So you basically just a nigga living a double life. You're a nigga that's having your cake and eat it too you're a nigga that's spending your time with me and then going to time and going to spend time with her when both of our dumbasses is probably just being devoted to you mm. i know i was you know right so watch out for signs for a double life you know and i would feel as if the baby mama was still in the picture and shit like that just because when niggas have baby mamas, I just automatically feel like that anyway. Mm-hmm. And just like little small shit that I can't even really remember at this particular time. But little small signs that if it was me now, I would have picked up on and addressed right then and there. But you know, when you're again, when you're younger and shit like that, and you yeah. in a relationship, you enthralled in that little bubble and it's just y'all. You don't really take them as signs. You just take them as, bitch, you might be tripping or mm-hmm. it ain't that serious. But watch out for signs for a nigga with a double life. Yeah. Because you can kind of sense when you're the only one. And then you can kind of sense when... It's some other shit going on. Uh, yeah. You mm-hmm. got some extra baggage or some extra fuckery going in your life. Taking yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. So, my next one is... <clears throat> my ex taught me that the best brings out the best in me. Okay. The best brings out the best. You okay. know what I'm saying? When, excuse me, when I get the best from somebody, then I pull out my best. You know what I'm saying? And then I be like, oh, it's in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You taught me that um, it's not certain people pull certain things out of you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So... If you pulling out all the all the stops and you giving me, you know what I'm saying, the shit and you know what I'm saying, then I can 
throw the shit back on you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As opposed to you not giving me shit to work with, and right, right. So if if I ain't got shit to work with, then it, I'm, why am I giving you? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I figured out I'm an energy matcher. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's like it's almost like monkey see, monkey do. You know what I'm saying? Everything that you show me or that you give me, that the energy you show me, then I feel comfortable enough to show you that shit back. You mm. know what I'm saying? If I'm not seeing that shit from you, then I'm not giving that to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I'm not seeing it from you, then I'm not giving it to you. You know? Yeah. And um, it's, I know I didn't say this before. Sometimes that can be bad, but sometimes that shit can be right on point. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And that's that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when somebody show me they best and they putting in effort maximum effort or you know what i'm saying at least just just effort period you know what i'm saying yeah and it's like oh okay that's what we doing we showing effort i got you i got oh, i got some effort right here yeah got a little bit of effort over here you want some okay here, here you go you know what i'm saying here, here take the effort right. it's right there i got you yeah so that's what it's at for me okay 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 what's up yeah the next thing that my ex taught me, and this was more of a positive note, okay, is the things that you deem as flaws to another person could be perceived as a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like growing up in you know whatever, I kind of felt as if I felt weird about like my height. You know, like mm-hmm. being a tall stallion as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before this whole like little wave or whatever like that, or like tall bitches and stallions and shit like that was like a little thing with Megan the Stallion coming out or whatever. Mm-hmm. I always had like an issue with like oh, I'm too tall and shit like that. But my more so my perception of myself, I saw as flaws for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my ex taught me that flaws that you deem within yourself can definitely be perceived as a thing of beauty mm-hmm. for. Else. Someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my ex really loved my body. He loved my whole makeup. He loved, you know, the way I looked and everything about me. And I really appreciated that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's the same ex that I was referring to with the perception versus reality thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he did have a lot of baggage and weird shit going on. But there were a lot of redeeming things about him that kept me in that little bubble that didn't want me to see the reality. Like the way he made me feel, you know. He gave mm-hmm. me confidence and he gave me the feeling of feeling beautiful in my natural state as opposed to I got to be made up all the time. Mm, I got to look right. a certain way. Damn, I should be skinny. I should be this and be that, you know. But he accepted me how I was and thought it was beautiful mm. and thought it was perfect as far as for me. And he saw me in a way that I never had saw myself. And the compliments and the things that he would say to me and the compliments that he would give me just made me feel like, damn, okay. You know, like, I just love your height. I love your shape. Like, I just, you know, love everything about you. You really, you know, you don't want, like, you the shit to me. And he would really <laughs> like say shit. Up together. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he, you know, he, he really enjoyed and liked everything about me. Like, my whole makeup. And I really felt like, damn, you know. Shit that I deemed as false. There's a lot of things that I like about myself, but there are some things that I could be like, okay, let me tweak this. Let me adjust this. But he like, no. Bitch, you need no adjustments. 
I like you for you as you are. And the shit that you looking at as flaws or that you demon is, oh, you think you're too tall or you feel like you should be this size or this, 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 that, or whatever. No, I like you just like this. Mm-hmm. And it's really a turn on for me. And I was like, wow, okay. You really like that. And I felt comfortable being around him, being 100% naked, ass right. out, yeah. comfortable as hell. You know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. sometimes I just be like, oh, okay, I don't know if he like that. Let me just not put it on him like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I just said, I'm just like looking crazy or nothing like that. But it's just like a little shit about myself that I would like to tweak. And he just saw no tweaks necessary. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that about him. Yeah. I really liked the fact that he felt that way about me and he wasn't afraid to express it and say it like I feel like you the shit I like you for you the way you are don't change shit and to really feel like that and feel like he meant it yeah so yeah any flaws that you may have or that you think you may have that should be a treasure to another person mm-hmm. so really you will right. never know right so true that that okay so here's my last one Mm. it's a doozy Mm. Mm -hmm. so i learned from my ex that and i learned this from him as he was my ex and i think he was smart about waiting till after to tell me this okay um I learned that I had some good ass pussy. Period. <laughs> yeah. That's what I learned. That's what that's that what was said to me. And I'm like, oh, you were some wet ass pussy. Got that walk. Okay. You were smart as fuck for waiting until afterwards to tell me because I had no idea. I'm like, who me? I know. And that's it. I'm like, oh, I did not even know that. Okay, see, I want to be busy and act which excess that because now I want to know. I'm intrigued. <laughs> you don't have to say it on wax, but like that's another conversation that we're gonna have to have we off can camera, have that off, off recording. We can have that conversation. I needed it out. <laughs> I, I mean, I had a little inkling or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever you said, I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I figured that, but. Thank you. Why Thank you for I, confirming. I'm like, why didn't he tell me that? I mean, he didn't want to give you that power. That's did, what it was. That's power. But I'm like, it kind of probably would have been way better for you if you would have told me that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You would have gave me that confidence and told me that, like, you got some. What mm. You know what I'm saying? If you would have told me that, then I would have been laying this shit on you double hard. You know mm. what I'm saying? So that's your loss, Chief. Why you was being all stingy with the compliments you didn't want to tell what nobody had. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But yeah, wait until after. But they don't like tell you that during sex or whatever. Like, this some good ass pussy. No, he did. Mm. He did. Mm. Mm. Weird, right? Yeah, I need more detail. I need the deets on that, bitch. I got you. Got you covered. I got mm-hmm. you covered. But, yeah, I'm like... I mean, I, I respect your gangster because... <laughs> probably would have blew my head the fuck up. I'm not that I would have just went wild. Like, oh, it's good? Oh, 
it's for everybody. Not like that. Like, I, I got to share. Like, if it's good, I have to experience and share this right. shit with the world. Like, right. this, I have to bestow this blessing upon many a nigga. Don't be stingy. Right. Uh-huh. Not even going to be like that. I can't withhold this good-ass wop. But I was like, when I I'm like, oh, who, me? Yeah, it just surprised me. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I just thought, you know, Woo. regular. Baby. Oh, yeah, but he say that chest move for the last, okay? Oh, you up the ante with that one? Oh, did I? Yeah. Look how niggas say that during sex and shit like that, but never just on a regular conversation. Like you know, they'd be deep in it. Like damn, it's some good ass wet uh, pussy, and just be talking to you crazy. I'm uh, just be like, oh, is it? Mm, Go right, deeper. Right. She's here. She's yeah. she's presented mm-hmm. on a platter for mm-hmm. you. Silver. Enjoy. I really it's tight and warm. I really, <laughs> I really want a silver platter. Like I want to buy a silver platter just for my pussy. And just present this pussy. Just for my pussy. <laughs> I think I said this shit here before, but yeah, that's that's the goal. Like just a platter just for said pussy. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well. Yeah. So, um for me, <laughs> um my last thing isn't quite salacious but my ex did teach me that i do not want to compete with no motherfucking body oh baby mm. and when i say no motherfucking body i mean no ex-spouses no baby mamas yeah no parents no sisters mm. no family members none of that i don't want to compete yeah because you'll find mm-hmm. even weirdly enough the sisters and the siblings mm. wanting to weirdly compete with you like for attention for notoriety and shit like that. Like, I get it. You were here in his life beforehand. You his sister. You've known him since birth. Got it. But this <laughs> got it. Nigga, but this is not your whole nigga. And so you ain't got to keep making little right? You're not quips and him. comments about back in the day and what the fuck this happened and what happened before me and making it apparent to me and making right. it obvious that I wasn't there for that and shit like that. Because, like, when you do shit like that and you make it obvious and you make several comments like that, I'm going to feel like you in a lightweight competition with me right. as to who know him be better. Like yeah. Yeah, who know him better, who was around longer, who experienced this, what I was and wasn't there for. I don't want to compete with no bitches. And, like, I've never really had any moms that made me feel like that, but, like, definitely sisters mm-hmm. and, like, you know, baby mamas and shit like that. Make me feel like, okay, you happened to meet that nigga before me. We talking about the here and now. Right. Because my thing is that I'm not into the business of keeping a nigga that don't want to be kept. Right. If he didn't want to be here, he wouldn't be here. So what we really talking about? Mm-hmm. The fact that y'all shared some shit five years ago don't really mean shit to me. Right. If I wasn't there, I wasn't there. I probably <laughs> had my own shit going on. So fuck you, <laughs> fuck your memories, and fuck what you're talking about. Damn, fuck your memories. That's what I'm at. I'm sorry. That's where I'm at. Mm. If that's y'all personal shit and y'all want to share that at another time, that's Amongst fine. Yourselves. But yeah, if you want to keep bringing that up and talking about it and making me feel away, it's like, uh, okay. Mm. Did you tell when a bitch is saying it like, oh, because you wasn't there. Right. And making yeah. it a point to yeah. comment towards mm. you and say shit towards you. Are we talking about regular general ass memories and y'all kicking it for a minute and y'all having a, you know, moment amongst family? Whatever. That's fine. That's cool. I don't really give a fuck about that. But like when you making it apparent to... Remind me that I wasn't there. It's just like, yeah, okay. Right. I don't, okay, ex- I don't expect to be there. I was yeah. with a whole nother nigga. Anyway, right. <laughs> I wasn't there. I didn't know him. Like, right. what, do you, what do you want me to 
Say. Now I'm questioning why you are here right now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Friends and shit like that. Bitches that you cool with. Bitches that you may have worked with and shit like that. If y'all had a memory or shared a time or whatever, that's great. That's y'all time. But, you know, life goes on, bitch. The beat goes on, bitch. So it's going to be memories and shit created that you're not going to be there for. Right. <laughs> so what are you saying? <laughs> so, yeah, that told me that I'm not being in a competition and competing with no bitch. Honey, you're talking to yourself. I gives no fuck. Right. I'm sorry. And see, I like that because that's really, that's literally my motto. Like, I'm not competing with no other bitches. I'm just I'm not. Just, I'm not in a rat race. I'm just not. This is not that. I'm not going to do it. I'm saying I'm, I'm not gonna do it. And you know how I feel about weird bitches. Mm-hmm. You know, weird comments, backhanded compliments, shade, all of that shit. Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't get with weird bitches and weird shit. Mm-hmm. Especially from like the sisters and shit like that. Bitch, this is your whole brother. What the fuck doesn't matter right. about me not being there? If we just got together two years ago and the shit that you're talking about happened five years ago, of course I'm not going to be there right so you don't have to make it a point to say Say that that. Mm -hmm. that's kind of like bitch what you being shady for do you look you want to fuck this nigga Mm -hmm. like what's going on because bitch you're you're looking weird as fuck Mm -hmm. you're looking weird Mm -hmm. and i'm I'm uncomfortable (laughs) i'm uncomfortable for him Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) what's going on so yeah my ex definitely told me i'm not in competition or not trying to be in competition with no other bitches or anybody for that matter. I love it. We building mm-hmm. our own history, we building our own memories, and that's what we're going to use to solidify our bond. And I'm not competing with no more. I'm not gonna try to be a part of no other shit that I wasn't a part of. I'm not gonna sit up here and try to think extra hard and just oh, what if this would have happened? No, I don't give a fuck. Right. Whatever happened before me happened before me, and have a and good day. For- that's that on that. Yeah. Have a good day, bitch. It was great. <laughs> cool story, bro. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Well, I don't know. I've, I've definitely had situations though where like, more so sisters than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had like a baby mama say certain shit, but like sisters and like women in like they lives and shit just make little comments and like, what the fuck? You the sister. What you talking about? Mm-hmm. It ain't even like no family gathering. You know how the family get together and they kick it and have old stories and shit. But even for the for that particular thing, it's like they kicking it and they retelling the story. It ain't like they telling it from an aspect of bitch you wasn't there. So let me right. <laughs> yeah, because this is this this that and whatever right. happened and you wouldn't know because you wasn't there. Right. You knew. You knew. You knew to the gang. Mm-hmm. Like, huh? Excuse me. Girl, sit down. Right. Too weird ass out somewhere. Gotta be all that. And for you to do it often, it's like. You don't have to make it a point that I wasn't there, bitch. I know. The fuck? I got it. I I, I shouldn't have been there. We didn't know. Each I can calculate the math. I, I wasn't there in those in that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got together this year. This happened that year. Mm-hmm. Got it. The fuck? Yeah, I feel that like it's still bad. Cause and maybe I may be using the wrong term as far as competition, but it's some weird shit going on. Exactly. When know, that sort of shit happened, I know what you mean. It's like I'm just no, I. I, it's like, look, and I know what you're saying because I'm there. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I'm the number one, period. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's your best friend. I don't care if it's, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the only spot that I allow something for is 
a, a parent or a child. Right. But besides that, you know what I'm saying, a best friend, um, um, a sister. <clears throat> cousin. A cousin, because there's some intruding-ass cousins out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with all of that. You know what I'm saying? It's because people have poor boundaries. Yeah. I'm saying, you, you know? ain't got to make it a point, like, because oh, you wasn't there for that. Yeah. Like, and when you say that sort of shit, like, because you wasn't there. Oh, this was before your time. Or you wasn't, like, kind of fuck. So, why, what are we even talking about? Because I'm here right now. What are we even talking about? We, we're in the present right now. So, what now what? you being shady about it, talking about because I wasn't there. Anyway. Like, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, baby, simmer down. Yeah. I don't mind not being there. Thank you. Right. If I wasn't there, I wasn't there. It's not a big deal for me. Uh. And you're not going to make me feel a certain way about not being there. Because if it was before I came along, then that's just what it is. Yeah. Sorry. No competition with no other bitches. The only bitch I'm, in, I'm competing with is myself. Right. And that's just me getting better and better every day. Right. So, whatever is in the past is exactly that in the past. So, have a good one. So, Mm-mm. no competition. I don't know. It's certain things that you have happened that really is beyond you or the person that you're dealing with control because you can't really get a grip or you know control on certain people's actions or reactions to other shit right. but it just taught me to not really be offended or take it as far as oh a bitch just happened last week and you wasn't there for that you know what I'm saying go tit for tat with a bitch or go tit for tat with someone that's kind of presenting some shit like oh, well, we got these memories that you wasn't there for type shit you know mm-hmm. and I've had people do that to me like I give a fuck about not being there. Cause right. I, I, I kind of don't. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that counts. Sound weird, but I, I don't give a fuck about not being there if I wasn't there. Like, right. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. I don't miss each other. I'm not doing it. I mean, same with like mama's boys too. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Like me and your mama definitely have a cordial relationship and be respectful towards each other and shit. But I'm not competing with. Your mama. Anybody yeah. on some mama's boy shit either. No yeah. competition. Because no, I, I, I feel as if a relationship and a person that you're dealing with is specifically for that. For you all creating your own memories and your own things that you could talk about and discuss. Right. And your own time together and your own vibes. I feel like it's specifically for that. So for anything to come up that's on some oh you wasn't there for that type of shit or whatever like that or you knew you the new girl type shit or any feelings like that it's kind of like Mm, okay. Mm, yeah. Great. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Great. So, did your ex teach you anything else that you would like to share? Mm. No. I think I shared everything. Niggas. They ain't, that, I, they ain't that, that fucking smart. They ain't that knowledgeful. And shit for me, it's not even that the niggas was just so knowledgeable that they just set me down and kicked game to me extra hard. You just got something out of them L's. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of the L's, out of the experiences, out of the talks, out of the demeanor, out of the reaction to certain actions that just taught me more so what to not do or what to not expect or what to not feel 
So it's not it, it with these situations. I mean, I guess only the one with the guy telling me like, "I like you for who you are." You know, I think you perfect or whatever. I mean, you know, not perfect, but like, I like your flaws and things that you deem as flaws. Mm-hmm. It's not really shit that for me as far as them specifically teaching it. Mm-hmm. It's more of the situation teaching me right. and me learning from the experience. Uh-huh. Shit, yeah. and just generally with all of this shit, it's just learn what you want and stick by that yeah Mm -hmm. learn yourself love yourself yeah be who you are not let anybody or anything phase you and alter your beliefs and how you feel about yourself and shit that you think about basically don't let nobody alter that can you think of a relationship that you regretted no not at all no regrets huh Mm mm-mm Nope. Because even if it didn't work out, there was a definitely a lesson in that. Mm-hmm. And I feel that the lessons resonated with the rest of my life. I took the lesson and I applied it to the rest of my life to not do X, Y, and Z. Because I feel like this and, or that would be the outcome. Mm-hmm. So as far as regret, no. Because I feel like the things that I went through helped me be yeah. the person who I am now. Yeah. So I don't look back really on shit as far as relationship wise. I was like... I shouldn't have did it. I shouldn't have fucked with him or whatever like that. You know? The ex, I don't really feel that way. The ex that left, my, left them dead flowers on my porch. I think I could have did without that one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel like you learned nothing from that, though? I can't really think of anything right <laughs> now, no. I don't know. I learned he was a dumbass nigga. It, he was it, a dumbass. It, that's what I learned. I'm like, oh, you a dumbass, ignorant bitch. That's what I learned. And sometimes the lesson is not 100% in your face, and you may not be able to identify the lesson yet. Even still, now to this day. I still don't know the lesson. Period. I still don't. So even years later? Yeah, I mean, it may come to you later, though. I don't know, man. That nigga was just whack. Like, He may have just taught you to look for certain signs of niggas on fuck shit. On the same type of fuck shit that he on. Yeah, because he had a friend, best friend. Woo! Come on. He had a best friend, and uh, I just remember, all I can remember is this bitch closing the door on me one time. He had went over there. He had just went in there to get something. And the way she closed the door, I'm in the car. And this is before I even... No, I, I was wearing glasses. I think I was wearing glasses. I was about to say, this is before I even had on glasses, bitch. I'm in the car. And she, the way she closed the door... I could see her from the door. The way she closed the door on me was like... Ah, your man in here. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, as soon as I seen that shit, I was like... My mouth is hanging open right now. I was like, oh, okay. I pulled the fuck off. I was like, oh, this is that. It was like I got the sign right then. I'm like, oh, this is that. They fucking around. Mm. And I pulled the fuck off right then. He like, and he called me like, did you just pull off? Yeah, because the way that bitch look at me, y'all about to go fuck or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it turned out that they had been fucking around. Mm. Well, that may have taught you to be more diligent in niggas with best friends. <laughs> <laughs> female friends i don't know I, I do feel like it's always a lesson there even if the lesson just not popping out to you 
like, you know, mm. and just all up in your face, subconsciously it's teaching you something. Mm. And it's helping you grow and develop and realize what you will and won't stand for. Mm-hmm. And it's an experience to have. Like, if you deal with a nigga and he have similar moves or similar traits, you'd be like, Mm, mm, whoa, nigga. Yeah, whoa, they got been through this before. Reflex. I got that deja vu. Mm-hmm. What's up with you? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. Boo so, deja. And maybe that. I don't know. It's always a lesson there. And even if you have to dig and dig. It's one there. You right. Under the layers. Right. Always a lesson there. It is. And that's why it's really no regrets. <laughs> Still think I regret that. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you still think you regret it? <laughs> that nigga was something else, but <laughs> it Okay, but well, that's really all I got to say about that shit. Um, shit. Yeah, because I want to give these exes too much shine anyway, because exes for a reason. Like, exactly, but you them. did teach some shit, and you did let some shit be known that maybe I had not learned or learned later than what I needed to, to. Mm-hmm. in life if I hadn't dealt with your ass. So. Mm-hmm. Kudos to the experience and the lessons learned. The experience. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. I like that. The Ex- experience. Ooh. Boom. The experience. That's the title. Woo! That's a good one. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah. But fuck them now. Let's go on to the next order of business. Okay. Black business at that. Let's go. The next order of black businesses and for our black business of the week. Talk to me. We got a little something that's finger licking good. Something for y'all soul to get y'all eat on. (laughs) Something for the hungry belly. Um, And this is a place that I actually visited a few days ago. Um, Jaybird's Rotisserie and Grill. Okay. They had like a whole little concert going in the back parking lot of the restaurant. And you know, outside, social yeah. distancing. Uh, yeah. In, in effect, very government implemented, approved for this event. But Jaybird's Rotisserie and Grill here in the city, um, Tim Allen Telegraph is where they're located. But they had like a little event where they were. Um, you know, they were doing like a little concert, mm-hmm. little band or whatever was performing and doing like old songs and shit like that, you know, but it was a cool little vibe. Um, they were raising money for, it was a, it's a, like a youth group. So raising it's the rise. Money. Yeah. The rise 42 youth organization and they were doing a fundraiser for them. So I went ahead and, you know, of course donated to the fundraiser and tip, yeah. And tip the band. Because the band was out there performing and, and doing their little thing. Food. Yeah, and got some food from there, too. So, Jaybird's Rotisserie and Grill, again, on Tim Mullen Telegraph. Got me a little carry-out. Actually, the shit slapped. Mm, the food was really good. What did you get? So, I ended up getting me some chicken, greens, and potatoes. Like a little dinner or whatever. Potatoes was really good. Mm. And I'm glad they didn't put no punk-ass gravy on it because I forgot to say that. Oh, it was mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. It was mashed potatoes, but it was actually the garlic mashed potatoes. Okay. So it had a bunch of like little garlic and herbs in it and shit. So it was actually really tasty, and the greens really were good. Because mm. for me, if it's not homemade greens, it'd be hard for me to enjoy them like yeah. that. Yeah, like, I love, love homemade greens. Yes. So the greens were really good. Potatoes was good. The chicken was fire. Mm. So black people, I ain't really ran 
into too many black people that don't just know how to make chicken like that like yeah. that. Yeah, it's a rarity. I, yeah, I just, I, I haven't, just me personally. Maybe mm-hmm. y'all out there, y'all have, so <laughs> let, definitely let us know. But right. who what, what black restaurant you don't know how to make chicken? Right. Don't worry, we'll wait. Right. We will fucking wait. Yeah, and if y'all have, that's very unfortunate, and I'm sorry. Sorry to that sorry, man. Sorry that that happened to you. Yeah, I'm sorry you went through that, but the chicken was fine. Facts. So... <laughs> Jaybird's Rotisserie and Grill, definitely, 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 if you're in the city, go hit them up. They are black-owned, mm. and the people who run it are so nice, friendly, and caring. You know, they just, it be hard to find good customer service sometimes, just because you'll like a product that someone presents, mm-hmm. but their customer service be so be trash, mm-hmm. it'll turn you the fuck off. Yeah. But everybody there was so warm, like, hey, what, you got your meal yet? Oh, let me go check on it see how it's going that's good or you know they're like oh, well you you want to do a pickup want to do a carry out come, come with me come mm-hmm. with me i got you because i came in there came in through the back door and shit because you know, i had the back door open because the band was performing out in the back so they had the whole shit open mm-hmm. so i didn't know where the fuck to order where to go nothing that she's mm-hmm. like you you don't know where to order follow me i, I got, got you. you right yeah so i really enjoy customer service to where i feel taken care of mm-hmm. i right. feel as if they're really doing their job, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to what you want, what right. can I get you? Is you ready yet? Medium or large? Mm-hmm. You want to drink with that? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, when you really take the time out to take care of your customers, I appreciate that. Yeah. And then the fact that y'all were doing a fundraiser to like help the kids, they were like doing certain activities for the kids and everything like that. So, the fundraising that they had going on for the uh, 42 Youth Organization was dope. And they had the band going, like I said. That's cool. So I enjoyed the little vibes there. Concert, like the older people in there, was they was vibing. You blow my mind. They was oh. in there jamming hard as hell <laughs> outside. And I just kind of happened up on the place. Like, I knew that they were there because they were in the plaza that I frequent. But I had never really been inside before. But when they were playing the music, the music kind of drew me in. Because mm. I'm like, damn, I'm looking for something to eat. They playing music. Mm. Let's see what's going on in there. And I just really happened up on there. So, shout out to Jaybird's Rotisserie and Grill. Hey, Jaybird. Thank y'all for the good customer service, the dope vibes, the music, and the good food. And I like the fact that they menu is, is a main chick for the entrees and for the sides, it's a side chick. Side chick, yeah. I like that. That's, yeah. that's cute. Yeah, and then I they like got the menus like that. Yeah, and they got the um, like chicken specials and like uh, main courses and notated as first pick. so they really like into the whole they 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 doing that as far as like their brand and everything like that yeah it's pretty cool bird's nest and shit so Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty cool but black owned business and you know we of course love and support black owned businesses so definitely hit jaybirds rotisserie and grill 10 mile and telegraph check them out cool i shall yes check them check them and the food still was hot when I got home. That's another thing, too. That's good. Like, I'll get food home and then be like, damn, this shit cold as hell now. Ice cold. Ice cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Food still hot and fresh. That's what's up. Got right into it. So. Hey, baby. Keep this motherfucker rolling. What else you got for us? Let's talk about a good word today. Let's talk about what we wish someone would have told us. I always like to hear a good word. Whew. I wish someone would have told me to be more diligent. And knowing what somebody is going through as far as personal battles. Mm. And mm. the thing that really sort of 
got me to thinking about that was Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. And, you know, his passing and him battling with the things that he was battling, you know, having cancer and still doing box office hits, still being in movies, being out here talking to kids with cancer, yeah, doing appearances and shows and shit like that and fighting and battling through a sickness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for him to, you know, have a picture posted or see a video and shit like that and have people comment on, like, his weight and things like that, not knowing that he essentially dying mm, right. and dealing with a terminal illness is kind of like, damn, mm-hmm. have compassion, have sympathy, have empathy. And even if you can't really find the way to get that or see that, because it's like, well, I don't know shit that's going on with them. I don't know if they sick. They ain't told me shit. I ain't heard shit. Mm-hmm. Still take into consideration that just because you are unaware of the situation, don't talk shit or be insensitive to what could potentially be going on. Because right. everybody is not the type of person that put all their business out there. Right. Go to social media. Run to social media. Oh, I'm sick. I got this diagnosis. Mm-hmm. I'm in this stage. Right. I'm in that stage. Okay, mm-hmm. now it's like this. Everybody's not the type of person that's going to highlight every aspect of their life. Right. So a little bit of compassion, understanding, and empathy will go a long way. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people on there like, uh, you know, and online when Chadwick Boseman died and Saying, like, oh, I didn't know he was sick. I didn't know it was this. I didn't know it was that, you know. One of them being a high-profile, popular social media comedian. Mm -hmm. And them just basically taking accountability. So I thought that was pretty dope. And just letting it be known, like, damn, I didn't know that they were sick. Mm -hmm. I made these comments and these comments and this post and that post and used their sickness and how they looked at that particular time when I saw their picture as content. Mm -hmm. Not even knowing that they were dealing with a terminal illness and they were dying. Right. And I feel horrible about that now. Mm. So just showing a little bit of empathy and compassion for people because you never know what the fuck is going on will go a long way. Right. Because, like, as you can see now, you never really fucking know. Yeah. And, you know, the thing of it is, with comedians especially, talking about somebody and using somebody else's expense for content, it's kind of like... Eh, it's other ways to be funny. Right, yeah, this ain't the way. This ain't the only way. It, it's definitely not the only way. And, you know, it's a lot of weird shit going on and shit that could be talked about and be commented on that's not that. So, for it to be a situation where you're speaking on someone's appearance, not knowing what they're going through internally or what they're going with, going through behind the scenes, it's kind of like have consideration, right. show empathy, and just not temporary empathy. You know, when someone passes, especially someone of high notoriety and someone that's generally liked in the public eye, when they pass away, it's kind of like, damn, you know, we got to do this. We got to do that. And then a couple months later or a couple weeks later, it's back to the bullshit. Mm-hmm. No, have empathy and sympathy and understanding of people's situation or what they may be going through, even though you may not know 100 percent. Have that sort of empathy and that sort of just knowledge and awareness about yourself that hey x y and z could be going on so let me not speak on that right. you know yeah so definitely yeah mm-hmm. i definitely wish someone would have told me to just take certain situations and not just look at them as oh this is that oh you were well, you skidding now what, what the fuck you know what i mean right. that they may be actually going through something yeah 
And again, it could have been a movie role, but or whatever it could have been. But you don't know, right? If you don't know, then you don't know. Right. So don't assume, and definitely don't make light of some shit that could be detrimental to right. that person. Because for the most part, you will feel like shit. Yeah. So. That's good advice. Wish someone would have told me. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, definitely, as always, don't forget to hit us up on all our platforms. All platforms. Like, comment, subscribe, do all of that good shit that you do. Should we say subscribe, though? I mean, yeah, we should say subscribe, too. Yeah, because it's just, we know whatever listening platform you guys are on, you should subscribe. Subscribe, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Subscription is in order. Subscribe always made me think of YouTube, though. Yeah. For some weird reason. I guess because most of the things that I hear subscribe on from, like, people, like, content creators is it's YouTube. Well, maybe in the future when they hear this, we're going to already be uploaded on YouTube. And then at that point, they should subscribe. Definitely subscribe. Okay. All right. Subscribe. Right now, in the future. And then, yeah, you could definitely subscribe to the platforms that this podcast is presented on. So, for sure. Subscriptions. Subscriptions. And like. And comment. And rate. And do all that good shit. But... We're watching. Yeah, to do that, definitely you can hit us up on IG and Twitter. And what is that IG? The IG is Dale Don Podcast, D E L D O M M E Podcast. And um, let me throw the Gmail in there while we at it. Come on. Gmail is delicate dominance at gmail.com. Period. Period. And then, of course, as always, the Twitter. You can always hit us up on there, too. The Delicate Dominance official Twitter page handle is at Delicate Dom Pod. Of course, mm-hmm. Delicate, D-O-M-P-O-D, Pod. <laughs> delicate Dom Pod, though, for real. Official Delicate Dominance Podcast. Hit us up. Talk shit to us. We love it. Send us posts. We love that, too. Shout out to the Twitterverse. Shout out. Shout out. So, anything else you got on your chest, little mama? No, my chest is completely depleted. Okay, chest is cleared. Clear chest. Got it. (laughs) Okay, so definitely until next time, y'all know what to do. Come on this journey with us. Talk shit with us. Right, let's start bullshit. Get mad at us for the shit that we talk about. (laughs) Okay, we understand. We understand. We be flaky as hell and wishy-washy. And I know. I'm speaking for myself. I know. Sometimes I I be feeling one way, then I feel the other. (laughs) Right, okay. Wishy to the washy. So, don't get mad at us, y'all. For real. We we learning. Y'all just learn. Y'all just hearing about our learning. You know what I'm saying? Right. We learning as we go. And we going as we learn. Okay. Yeah, we hope to see you guys next week. Same time, relatively. Same <laughs> place, relatively. Okay, we have to stop talking shit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely until next time, Delicate Dominant Podcast. It's been Queen P. And Auto. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.